Well, welcome to Awakening Moments Podcast. Lori and I are so excited to spend some time with you. Well, Laura, I want to just dive into something personal because I think this would be a great topic because as I've, t- I've shared many times on the podcast, Jay and I have been actively looking for a house. We've had this dream to move into the country and really we put feet to it these past three years. We've literally gone and seen so Inter- many houses. Interestingly <laughs> enough that you just say that you've put feet to this for three years. That's yeah. a long time. I know that's not yeah. our topic of conversation today. <laughs> But I just wanted yes. just to just to say, if you're holding on to a dream yes. and you've been holding on to it for years, like you are living proof that like, listen, <laughs> pursue your dreams, pursue your dreams, whatever they look at. Okay. Side note, side note. I just heard that number three years and sometimes you're like, oh my gosh, is this ever going to happen? Right. Oh, for sure. And it's true. But you're just, you're just keeping it open and just looking. And I love that. Okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. you. I know that's not, not even what we're talking about you know today. Was so interesting. Even you saying that 25 years ago, you know, when Jay and I got married, I said to him, <laughs> we were moving into, we were so poor, <laughs> like on Little Poppers. And we were moving into an apartment. And I said, as soon as we can afford a house, I want to move to the country. Like I, we lived near Niagara Lake, Virgil. I'd always dreamed of living somewhere with land. Not a lot. Like I'm not talking about being a farmer or having a hobby farm, but just a little bit of an acreage, having some just privacy. And I've always loved that. And so we got married and obviously we couldn't afford anything outside the city. We moved into our first home. But then when we went to move into our second home, we had an opportunity to move probably about 25, 30 minutes out of town into this crazy house that came up through a friend that a builder had kind of walked away from it. And we looked at this house and we thought this would be an amazing, this is a gift. Now it's going to stretch us just a little bit, but we didn't have kids at the time and we're thinking we can work a couple jobs, blah, 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 whatever it may be. And we got talked out of it. And it actually to this day is one of our, always one of our regrets. We'd always said, had we bought that house? Because the house was honestly, we probably would have been there for 20, 25 years. And it doubled within, I think, a year or two, the cost of this house and the area boomed and it was beautiful, blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't want to go on about that. But at that point, we walked away from something. So around three years ago, Jay and I were saying, this is time now. Like, it's time to look for our next 20 god willing Mm -hmm. our next house that's kind of like our last house until we're ready to retire and downsize god willing that's the plan and so we've been looking for three years and we've looked i mean we've been on mls we have a real estate agent who sends us all the properties all the time we're on the listing we're always looking our kids are looking with us i mean so much so that jada my daughter has been so upset over the past three years of us talking about moving that my mom got an actual picture of our house, the outside of our house, painted and framed. And it is on her bedroom wall. (laughs) We're still living in the house. And she has a picture of our house painted on her, like a a painting in her room of our house right now because she's been ready to to know and loves it she loves it so much it's her home wow so it's been a journey but i think that's so funny that is funny we're still living in the house and she's got a picture of our house (laughs) on her wall which is kind of weird but she's just been prepping too emotionally that we've been talking like guys we really want to move to the country one day that's a dream to have kind of like a homestead that we have you guys come for dinners and when you have a family that it's kind of where our grandkids come that would be our dream So three years, this has been, well, this year we just have, then COVID happened and it went over the top. I think everyone remembers. Oh, (gasps) And country properties were selling without people even like waiving conditions. And so we kind of just backed out of all the bidding wars. We were not getting into that. 
And so now we're in this really interesting season again to say, okay, God, maybe this is a time. So we've been really actively looking again. Okay. So all that to say, I want to say, I think this would be an incredible thing to touch on is as we've been looking, I've been just in awe at the neglect of homes. Now, Jay and I, not that we are anything fancy to write home about, but we do put a lot of work in our homes. We've renovated slowly every time we've, you know, we've dumped money into our house, but we're constantly cleaning around the premise, trying to make it look nice, curb appeal, the back, picking weeds, (laughs) doing all these things, always trying to keep up with things that go wrong. And we do, we've had things go wrong and we've just tried to keep up with what's yeah, happened. Yeah, the care the that's care necessary of the house. Yeah. For, the, for the home. So when you look at what you've done in your house and then you go and you look at other houses, I mean, these houses you walk in from the pictures, they look okay. But as soon as you get into the house, you look at the neglect, the amount of broken things, broken tiles, fixtures, the backyard, let go. You talk about you every drawer you open, it's broken appliances don't even work and it's listed. I'm like, what are you cooking and eating on? Or a kitchen or like even a bathroom that has never been renovated in 40 years. You think, how have you not even renovated one bathroom? But yet you're selling it at this price, the work to go in to bring a house that has, okay, the bones are there, but the neglect. Mm. And I've just been thinking a lot about neglect and how it erodes beauty and how slowly neglect can happen on any area of our lives. So we're taking a physical example of what Jane had been walking and thinking, oh my goodness, the neglect of this house. And then it makes you really actually appreciate your house when you go home. I have to say, there's one thing, there's times we've been walking through our doors, we're like, thank you, God, this is our house. Like, we love our house. However, thinking about what neglect does. And so I think this would be a great thing to kind of dive into today. What is neglect? So I looked up the definition of neglect. I mean, there's many definitions, but the one that stood out for me was to not care for something properly. So you can do a quick job on something, but it can actually be neglect because you're you're kind of getting by or bypassing the code or bypassing things, shortcutting. And it's actually not caring something properly that in the long run ends up causing more problems. Wow. But how much in our own lives do we neglect? And I just think this would be a great thing to talk about is neglect. Right. Oh, that's awesome. Wow, wow, wow. No, I think that's a great, great conversation. And there's so much in our lives that we can actually neglect. Like when you take it from the analogy of a house and you go to it and you see, okay, so you're talking about, you know, when you talk about a house, you're talking about some external things, right? You're talking about like, fixtures and things on the outside. But then also when you really get into it, you realize the neglect on the outside is just the beginning. Then the neglect on the outside. So the beauty, you're talking about how it affects beauty, but then it starts to affect the greater things. So then all of a sudden like electrical is not working and plugs are not working and light switches or fixtures, like in all like things you actually need for a, you know, for a, for a home to run. And, and the other interesting thing about this, this idea that you're presenting is like, you know, you can go into, if we just use the home analogy again, you can go into a home and the, the location can be incredible. The property could be incredible. The structure of the house can be absolutely incredible. The foundation can be set, but yet with so much neglect over time, the actual functionality of the home being able to provide what it needs, what it was created to do 
is not there. Mm. It's actually not there. And so if we sort of break that down to our own lives and the various areas of our lives, I think this is a, a, a launch for a, a really interesting conversation today about where has neglect come into our life? What areas of our life have been neglected and what's been the effects of those things? Because again, it can be, you know, it cannot be a foundation issue sometimes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the neglect is not like at the foundation level. So the foundation is solid and the foundation is secure, which means that we can build back to where it needs to be. But sometimes the neglect even affects the foundation too. The foundation literally starts to erode. And I think there's been, you know, things like that that have happened in all of our lives. And I think for those of you that are listening today, you're probably some different examples are starting to come to mind. Like I think about a marriage, for example. Oh, okay. For sure. Like a marriage is a great example. And if just slowly over time, just neglect takes place. So it's just not caring properly, not, not, not caring for something the way it should be cared for. Like it can actually get to the place where it affects the very foundation of your marriage. And all of a sudden, you feel like two strangers. All of a sudden you feel like, why am I even in this relationship? And you start to entertain these thoughts. But actually, if you start to care for the the marriage properly, like it's maybe not affected to the foundation, but you don't know that. Like you can actually mm -hmm. start to think that it is because of neglect, mm -hmm. but maybe it's not. And so this is a really, really, really important conversation, I think, and an important topic. And we just encourage you as we dive into this conversation to really listen to and ask the Lord, ask the Holy Spirit, like what areas of my life, you know, have I actually neglected? And that's why it is the way it is. Mm -hmm. There's probably some areas of your life that you're frustrated about that just are not where you want them to be. Maybe some relationships in your life. Maybe it's physical in your physical health. Maybe it's um, spiritual. Maybe your spiritual life is just not like where you want it to be. What is that about? And has there been neglect? Has there literally been literal neglect that has happened over time that have caused those things? So just start to think about that as we lean into this conversation today. I, I just love this because I, I feel like oftentimes we talk about a crisis or we talk about things major that happen that, you know, you feel kind of forces you into, but neglect is something you actually have to take time to look and think about and reflect and ask the Holy Spirit. So Jane, I just went away on a, we had our 25th wedding anniversary. Da, da, da. Happy anniversary. <laughs> big Thank year. You. I know. I'm it's such exciting. a big year. And we just went away just for a couple of days and we were just celebrating what God you know, just reminiscing. It was just such a special time together. And uh, we were talking about neglect and Jay and I were just reflecting on our own lives and confessing and saying like, let's take some time and ask the Lord, like what we've done in the past 25 years, where have we ever seen that happen? And by the grace of God, he's corrected us and sustained us or where were we in neglect and didn't know it. And we needed the Holy Spirit to show us. Or this was another thing that came up that I think this is all unpacking as I move forward in this conversation was what was I focused on so much of fixing, but I actually, there was other areas of neglect that were actually eroding major, more pro like interesting, right? Like there could be an area of neglect that bugs like you're you. You're getting, you're getting hyper fixated on something yeah. and then neglecting yeah, something, something else. that's way more detrimental. Wow. So we were even talking about that. Was there a season of our life that perhaps we even hyper fixated on something else because there was something much more emotional, much more deep that we had to deal with. Now we went back to our cancer journey. I can recognize right there the neglect of my emotional health, 
even my spiritual health. And what I did was I hyper fixated on doing hyper fixated on other areas and I was nailing it and knocking out of the park. But there was a neglect happening of my own emotional fears, my own emotional, like just the anxiety of watching Jay go through everything, afraid he was going to die. But I was neglecting that area that actually by the grace of God, did not touch the foundation of our marriage, but we had to rebuild a few things from that season of what, you know, what kind of eroded some of the trust, some of the safety that we can do together that we kind of separated a little bit as we grieved and walked that through. That would be an example that you can be very diligent and on an area and looking after something, but actually not, not, you're actually neglecting what God is asking you to do properly. There's an area of proper care that he's looking for. You might be caring for something, but caring for something properly is like God putting his finger on saying, you need to stop caring for that as much. You need to care about this properly because this is going to have way bigger detrimental effects. So that is a beautiful thing as the Lord kind of puts things out. You might have two or three. Guess what? Welcome to the club. This is part of the journey of our spirituality of God always going there to different areas, helping us out of his grace to not neglect, but where he's asking us to go. So Anyway, that was that season, but we were just talking, Jay and I, about it, and I just realized, like, in this season right now, I was like, you know, my spiritual life is thriving, our marriage is doing well, we're putting a lot of time into time and investment with our family, our kids, relationships, but I was like, you know, physically, I am being, I am neglecting my physical health. I've not been active, I've just let myself enjoy too much of whatever I've wanted, whenever, but also not sleeping properly. And I know the stage of life I'm in, there's lots of different changes happening. <laughs> Any woman listening. We're all blaming menopause, right? We're all blaming <laughs> menopause. Maybe that's a whole nother conversation to bring yeah, someone yeah, in on. Yeah. But recognizing, you know, all of this is happening, but I've fixated on other things, but neglecting. And over time, this neglect has and will catch up to me in detrimental ways if I don't start to take proper care. And so I've just was, Jay and I were talking a bit about that. I was like, I actually feel like this is a season of taking better care properly of my health. And I'm, I'm talking about not this massive radical, but literally care and just making sure I add into my life proper care little by little of my health. And so that was one of our conversations. And that's where God has gone to. In other seasons, Jay and I have recognized we've neglected finances. You know, we've been on two different pages. Maybe there's just been extra finances. You know, haven't stewarded and been a bit more loose with our budget. And you look back, you think, man, we just neglected even being mindful of how we were spending because we could spend. There was many years we could count. We had to count every penny. And then all of a sudden you come into a season where you're like, oh, we can breathe. And you're a bit more like that, money, money, making, you know, it, making rain. it rain and like doing whatever, but not maybe investing properly in general and much more generous or stewardship areas. We had to redefine that. So I'm telling you, it's just like God just is so beautiful to kind of bring up what we're caring for properly. And it's an ongoing work. Anyone who's ever owned a home, I don't think you ever do one project and think, Poof, we're done. Think of your home. Every single time I feel like we finish something, the pool pump dies. Okay, well, you could just let it go and get a bunch of algae in your pool. You could. You could be like, I'm not, but no, we, we stop spending here. And we dump money into something I really don't want to dump money in to actually care for something properly and to forego something I want or forego a project we're looking at. So I think part, part, part of neglect is that we're constantly in tune with the Holy Spirit and walking in a way to say, where am I neglecting 
in my life an area that is important to look after. Wow, that is so, so good. And I'm in awe as I think about this, how much value and priority we place on the things that we can see that are actually a little bit more on the superficial Mm. side rather than actually caring properly, caring for the things that are on the deeper space that will actually benefit the things you can see more like for example it's just when you gave that example of like having to pay for your pool pump i i what flashed through my mind is when you have to do the roof of your house and it's the worst money you will ever (laughs) spend like i like we had to do our roof one time of our house and i was like this sucks like i want to do my interlock in the front i want to do something that's gonna make my house feel and i can see it and i can experience it. i want to redo my bathrooms i use them every single day like i want to actually do something that's gonna like make my house look better and you know what i mean but your roof i'm like or, or your furnace you have to do your furnace oh. like but if yeah. you don't do your furnace your house literally doesn't work if you don't do your roof the entire you won't have a house like the yeah. whole house will yeah. come crumbling down at some point as you know your your house begins to leak so it's interesting even when you think about this how so much of our focus is often external and i want to dovetail this back to what you were saying before about physical health so again like we're coming into a different season of our life in our age okay and so like yeah, I'm gaining weight that I didn't realize <laughs> the, I could. The physical. I, well, how do we gain also, weight so fast? This it's is amazing. So true, but I also, have a gift. <laughs> I love that. I have a gift. I'm super gifted at something. <laughs> this is my I gift. Got a I can gain some poundage. <laughs> Woo! All right. But no, but like you're thinking about all kinds of things. Like there's more wrinkles coming on the face. And even like the external things that when you were younger, you really didn't have to think about those things. All of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, like for the first time I'm actually thinking about, hmm, like what would a little brow lift look like? Like I just need to like get these eyes up a little bit. Like I'm looking tired. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. just, you start to age. And I think aging is beautiful. Like I'm, I'm, we're kind of joking about this. I think it's so beautiful. I think that, you know, as you come into the, an aging season, like it, it is a season of the maturity of life and the experiences you've been through and the like it's beautiful there's just a beauty to a different type of beauty to it but we wrestle with this because all of a sudden it looks different and so I like you too feel like I have been neglecting my health and so like I spent probably from the age of like 25 26 to like 45 almost the exact same weight like my weight never changed i I never like I fluctuated maybe five or 10 pounds other than having babies and going up and right and back down again over the course of a few years. Um, I my I maintained my weight and all of a sudden, like around 45, like it's not the same at all. Like I'm putting on 10 pounds and that's my new I can't get any lower than that. And then I'm putting on another 10 pounds. And I can't get any, and all of a sudden the, so that changes the look of my body Mm. that in a way that I don't love, you know what I mean? So we're just talking about exterior, but like coming into health in this season also looks different. And the actual exterior is going to look a little bit different in that. Can I be healthy at this weight? Absolutely. I can. Am I? No, not yet. And not right now, but I can be. And it actually isn't about like taking that 20 pounds off. That's not, that's not the goal in this season. 
it changes. But how do I properly care for the neglect? Because would I admit that over the last five years or so, there's been neglect? Yes, there has. I haven't been exercising as much and I, or consistently. I haven't been taking being as mindful about what I eat. So all of those things are a factor in. Plus, we all just came through the COVID season, which I feel like there was some good management. But then towards the end, it was like, oh, my, you know, mm. you just get it's just overwhelming and there's just too much going on in every single sphere. Or, um, I love how you talked about the hyperfixation. You know, we've had some, some difficult seasons that have come through in our family life. And so you put a lot of attention and a lot of emotional energy and a lot goes into caring for other people. And there just is not the same amount of emotional space to care for yourself in the same way in seasons. But this stuff catches up and you can't do this. I can't do this for a long time because it starts to catch up. So anyways, so I'm on this journey too. And I have been over the last few months, like just trying some different things and trying some different ways of eating and, and tap, like, because I'm trying to be more conscious and I haven't been super, super consistent. It's been a little bit of hit and miss. Like I'll go, you know, I'll go for a couple of weeks, you know, just trying to eat a certain way, uh, metabolic things, da, da, da. I'm trying these different things. It is definitely helping to get more um, nutrient rich foods into my body. So I'm appreciative of that, but I'm also trying to really have grace for myself as I'm just working out what this looks like in this season. But anyways, I love as well, trying things. I love trying like this way of eating or this way of eating. I love trying those things. So right now I am on a new kick and it's (laughs) called 75 hard. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. So it's five things that you do every day, five things. And it's called 75 hard. And so I've done it. I'm about two weeks. I'm about two weeks into it right now, which is always my like fall off, (laughs) fall (laughs) off the wagon uh, uh, timeframe. But anyways, I'm not speaking that I'm actually really, really enjoying it. So you read 10 pages of a book. It has to be physical, not an audio book. You drink uh, 3.7 liters of water a day, which is a lot of water, but I'm absolutely doing it and loving it. And I've figured out how to do this. So if you want to drink a lot of water and you need to, what you need to do is you have to chug it. You have to chug it a few times a day. Not, don't think that you're going to be sipping it all day and get it in. You're not, you're not. You have to just take a couple times and chug chug as much as you can without making yourself sick. Just chug it and let it flush whatever it needs to flush. And actually it's fine. And then you're not peeing all day either. That Because that's people who drink a lot of water are like, I pee all day and it's so annoying. Da, da, da. No, you, you'll you'll pee a couple times and it'll it, you move on. So that's this is my advice. Chug, chug, couple chug sessions <laughs> throughout the day. Chug a liter, like just chug a liter of water in one, you know, get a half liter down then get another half liter down. Okay, so this yeah, is my, so. <laughs> and especially for people who hate water, right? Just get it over with. Just Listen, I'm taking the note off chug, the page. Chug okay. some water and get it through and get your water in. Anyways, okay, so you drink your water. Um, you take a progress pick every day. You uh, work out. This is the hardest part. So you exercise two times a day for 45 minutes. Two times a day and one of the, one of the workouts has to be outside. So every day, two times a day. So I... I'm totally out of shape. Like I am not out of shape. Now, is that what five? I think I might've missed one. Um, the reading, the exercise, the progress pick, the water. Oh, and choose a diet 
uh, choose a diet of your, a diet of your choosing, whatever you want. Like, so I'm going to give up sugar. So whatever you want to do, and it can be anything you want to do. Um, what I'm loving about this is it's giving me like five things that are like focusing on my, my health for me to like achieve or do every single day. But the 75 hard, the whole point of it is not actually about the physical journey. It's actually about mental fortitude. It's mm-hmm. actually about growing a mental fortitude. So that's why these particular things are the way that they are. Your reading time f- forces you to sit down for 15 to 30 minutes to be able to read through your 10 pages of a book of your choosing. Um, it's working through very specific things that are difficult, but mentally more than anything Mm. else. So for me, like the workout part, I'm not in good shape. So I've been actually really easing myself into this, but I'm committing to the time frame. So I'm doing the two time frames, but I'm easing myself in. So I go for a morning walk for 45 minutes and I actually listen to Heartstrong while I'm walking. Mm. And it's just been wonderful. Like I've been loving it. It's adding so much value to my life. I love it so, so much. And most of what I'm doing in with this, I do in the morning. So I get up early and I do these four or five things in the morning before I start my day. The only thing I have left to do when I get home is my second, my second workout, which sometimes that's just a stretch class. I'll just put a video on and I'll do a full stretch class. I'll do. So it's been, I haven't been going totally ham because my body's not there yet. I'm kind of working myself into this, but I'm committed to these five things and it's been amazing and I feel better and I, everything about my day is going better and I feel, I do feel more mentally clear and strong. And so I use that as an example, just to say that this stuff matters and it does make a difference. And when we take the time to invest in these things, and it's not that it's not going to be difficult, but again, that works for me because it puts like some checklists and a specific framework that I can follow and I can feel good about following. I'm not as good just with, you know, deciding every day and having to make those decisions every day fresh, whether I'm going to, or I'm not going to, you know, exercise, or am I going to drink my water today? Or am I going to, you know, stay on, you know, the way I want to eat and, and all of those things. So, so yeah, so that's, that's one, one thing I've been leaning into and, and absolutely loving it. Well, we're all like, okay, (laughs) if you're going to do 75 hard, we need to know because maybe we're going to do this lore. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Honestly, I think this is so cool. So this could be actually so amazing. So if you're on 75 hard, you need to let us know. Yeah. Because Laura, maybe I'll join you on the journey. Yeah. You should think about it. You should think about it. A couple weeks from now, we could just give an update of how 75 hard is going. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and I forgot to share something about the 75 hard. So this is the thing about the 75 hard. So what you have to do is you have to do these five things every single day. And if you fail, so if you fail to do any one of those things any day, you start over. So you have to do it for 75 days. And if you fail, you start over, you're back at day one. But what I also love about this idea is that it's not treating failure like it's all gone and I'm back to what I was before. It's literally just accepting failure and starting again. And restart. And restart and you're on it a again. Reset. A reset. And mm-hmm. I, I kind of love this as a mentality and mm-hmm. this is why it's about mental fortitude. So there's been days when like I hurt my back and my back is sore and I'm like, man, I don't think I, but I just did. I just did it anyways. And I just walked really, really slow that day. There's been times where it's been raining and I'm like, well, I have to go. I got to get outside. I got to do my work. 
so you just you just do it so it's like literally training your brain in a such an interesting way that it really isn't about like do I feel like this do I want to no I'm committed to this and I'm strengthening my mind and mm. with that being the focus it's actually taking it off of the pressure of like oh I need results it's about weight I want to see my I love that do you know so it's yes. taking it off yes, the external yes, yes, yes. and putting it back on what's actually going to serve me in every single area of my life like this mm. is going to serve me in my work this is going to serve me as a mom this is going to serve me as a wife this mm. is going to serve me in everything I do to have this mental fortitude to be able to do the things I don't want to do so that's what it's about isn't that cool I think that is so cool yeah. like Laura, honestly what a neat way to even finish this podcast when we're talking about neglect like even giving a little there's a bone out there to say listen if you're looking to just focus on health in your body here's something i've been doing and i love that you've been doing that and i'm going to take a page off that i think that's so cool i've never even heard of it i've never even heard of it so love it yeah so uh, our next podcast you might hear me talking about uh, 75 hard and what i'm doing but anyway i love it but i think today just we want to encourage you that where there's neglect it doesn't mean it's like, this is a beautiful thing to just take a, a moment to stop, to look, and to really evaluate and to have grace on yourself to say, doesn't, we're not doing massive renos here. Neglect, that's a beautiful thing. It's not like there's been a crash of a tree in your house and something's demolished. You can start with an area that the Holy Spirit, ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, where is an area I have neglect? And if you've got three or four things that come up, just wait on it and just see what the Holy Spirit brings up or just start with one of them and say, I'm going to just start here and just start with something. And I love that you said that 75 heart. It's not taking something so like I am now going to go to the gym two hours a day. I'm going to get ripped. That's not it to say like, I'm actually going to not neglect this, but actually have grace and enjoy the journey and not see it as I'm failing, but to really start to just dig into something to just over time, the results will not just be external but internal too and so may you feel encouraged today to not let things go where it will erode and not to be discouraged when you start to look at neglect and to think that it's eroded way to the deep foundation i love that you said that i want to pin back to that because it may just be you start to dig in and you think oh my goodness it's not as deep as i thought or it may go deeper go there because over time it's going to do something that will preserve something so worth it and so you're worth it God made you with value and God places great worth on your life and significance. So go there and we're all in it. We're all in this together and we're all going to those areas looking for neglect because we're all human. And so we're on that journey together. I love it. You said something a couple of times over the course of this whole podcast that I just want to focus on because I think it's super, super, super important. No matter where there has been neglect in your life, you said the simple word, just start. Mm. Just start somewhere. And that honestly, that is a game changer. Mm -hmm. Just get started. Mm. Don't worry about everything else. Don't Mm. worry about, and like even me talking about the 75 hard, like this has come after probably 30 just start attempts. Do, Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not saying that this is the next thing or anything like that, but this is me just starting. I I'm just, just starting to not neglect my health anymore. Like it's, that's all it is. So just start Mm. and just start is as simple as just maybe instead of sitting on the couch after, after dinner, just go for a walk, even a really short one, do a little walk around your block and then sit on the couch. Mm -hmm. But it's not 
like you're so right. It's not these major like crash tree crashing on the house moments. It's just instead of eating cake after dinner, maybe have a bowl of strawberries. Mm -hmm. Like it's not the, it doesn't have to be so extreme, but that's all it is. It's just little decisions and just starting because what you're saying is I don't want to neglect this area of my life anymore. Like I don't want to live in neglect anymore. So again, assess where there's been neglect and then just start not neglecting those things anymore. Just start caring properly for those areas. If it's your marriage, if it's your relationship with your kids, if you need to invest in friendships, if you've been neglecting friendships, if you've been in, if it's your health, if it's your spiritual life, just start. Come to church on Sunday. Just start. It's not complicated. It's really not. And actually, just start is an actual powerful, powerful way that you can fight against this neglect. So I love just it. start. Hashtag just so, start. So thank you for sharing that. And you said <laughs> that start. you said that probably like 10 times in this podcast. You just kept saying, just get started. And that's honestly such a powerful thing. So thank you for bringing up this topic, Rhonda. That was really, really good. And I'm going to be thinking about this for a long time. It's beautiful. Well, thank you everyone for joining us and hashtag just start. <laughs> Have a great day.